now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, we have a special guest to help us out today. His name is Parker. And uh, I don't know if we're going to just dub him a, a part of the official Just Plane Radio crew today, Dennis, or do you consider him an extended stay passenger? What, what do you think? Well, we'll see how he does today if, if we promote him from passenger to crew. It's happened before. I mean, look at me. It depends on how he performs. And, and yes. I say that because Parker is in the aviation insurance industry. And uh, if he really uh, does well for Captain Dennis, you know what? He may just take the show over. Parker, welcome. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. There you go. All right. So first off, the uh, the company is, get it out there, Parker. I want to make sure you get you a proper plug. So we are Airspeed Insurance Agency. We're out of Dallas, Texas, and we focus solely on insuring aviation risks. Okay. So... Uh, you know the the story with Captain Dennis recently is he's ha- you know he's grounded uh, because he's having his engine overhauled right now. So you, we figured this would be good. We've talked about the, the fact that he had to get his prop uh, worked on. The engine's being overhauled. He's he's not really flying a lot, but he is flying with uh, some folks in his air park. So he's had to maintain his insurance uh, just for that reason. Is that right, Dennis? Well, that's right, but it's also happens to be my annual renewal. It's been four years now since I bought the Mooney, and so every June I get the, the nice little bill from Parker and Company, and yeah. every year I, I worry about opening that email and going, you know, you've been hearing that insurance rates are going sky high across the industry, and and lo and behold, Parker pulls one out of his hat and actually lowered my rate. Okay, it was only $18, but I'll take what I can hey, get right now. So that, That's uh, Chipotle lunch right there. Exactly. <laughs> but at least it wasn't the other direction. I've heard of people in my you know my age bracket flying my type of plane. They've seen 40% increases. And so, you know, yeah, I, it, guess, I guess I have to ask Parker, how'd you do it? Or how do you recommend other people do it to keep those rates low? Well, there you go, Parker. Was it magic or what? Well, um, so Dennis is definitely one of the fortunate ones Mm -hmm. in today's insurance market. I have noticed a few aircraft owners are starting to get bills that are basically the same as last year. Um, Dennis is with a great carrier, um, a top tier carrier with a great policy form. And his rate is really also reflective on his great pilot experience, loss free, uh, experience and um, he he shows a constant commitment to flying regularly and so we can put him with a good company and get a good rate for him and overall uh, it's it's working out there you go so the key is not to have a claim and, and dennis has been scot-free in that regard the last year and so that's what helped him in his uh, well, premium or what that's some of it yeah. um for dennis's case he's flying the moon m20j so uh retractable gear hours are important flying frequently can be uh, important for 
for many carriers when you start talking about faster airplanes, more complex airplanes. So that's important. But again, he's uh, his pilot experience checks all the boxes. There's not a single aviation insurance carrier that is going to um, try to avoid insuring someone with his type of flight experience. And so that creates more carriers chasing his business and they know they've got a price accordingly to win that type of business. Okay. And that's what you do, Parker. You kind of shop around for them to make sure you can get the best deal uh, for Dennis and his aircraft, right? Right. So, you know, we sell more than just price here. So we take Dennis's information. We take his aircraft information. We take his pilot experience and also in, in his case, his son's pilot experience. And we've, make sure that all his needs are covered. So you'll probably notice if you ever look at an aircraft insurance application, there's a bunch of questions that you might say, well, what does this have to do with anything? Um, in his case, we ask about, do you fly in non-owned aircraft? Do you ever fly outside the contiguous 48 states? Uh, another thing, what's your accident history? Do you have any claims history? Do you, uh, are there any major modifications to your aircraft that significantly affect the flight characteristics? And so take, for example, that question on the non-owned aircraft. Do you ever fly a non-owned aircraft? Well, we want to make sure that if you occasionally borrow a friend's airplane or rent an airplane, that there's coverage on your policy that would cover you should you be found negligent in handling someone else's airplane. Right. And so, uh, we ask, we ask questions like that. We make sure that the coverage fits. And generally, the price, of course, matters. And we generally end up putting someone with the first or second best price uh, out there. But um, sometimes there's a glaring coverage need that uh, requires some special handling. And, and you know, so we, we focus on coverage first, and then we get the best price that matches the coverage. Need. There you go. Like, uh, you, you didn't ask him, like, hey, do you ever uh, fly with Greg, your co-pilot from Just Plane Radio? That didn't come up. There the, wasn't uh, a check, but there wasn't that on the application this year, but I think they'll probably be adding it in the future. Shh, quiet. But, uh, Parker, does it matter um, for the carriers, you know, things like training? If you're, you know, adding more ratings or participating in the wings program, things like that. Does that affect uh, the rates when it comes to renewal? So different carriers have different things that they'll provide discounts for. In the case of one carrier, they'll offer a discount for completing an instrument proficiency check within the previous 12 months. There's another carrier that offers a discount for completing a full phase of basic, advanced, or master wings program. Some carriers provide either coverage enhancements or policy discounts for being a member of a, I guess, an affinity organization, you know, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, American Bonanza Society, Experimental Aircraft Association. So the what we try to do is we have an internal application that asks all of these questions, and it is going to basically let us know as we go through the list of carriers, as we're shopping your risk, we know the boxes that each insurance company wants to check, the different discount boxes, the different coverage boxes. And, and so that helps us. Uh, basically, we, we set the application up so that we ask the right questions so that each individual carrier, where they provide a discount, we can access that for the client. There you go. And as far as flying out of the, the state that you reside in, you mentioned that earlier. Is that a, a good thing or a bad thing? 
when you're trying to get well, your so rate? Most of the time that doesn't affect price. Okay. Uh, but there are some coverage things that we have to take into account. So if you told me on your application that you go to the Bahamas, well, that's not really a big deal because basically almost any aviation insurance policy we write is going to include the Bahamas as a territory. But if you say you go to the Caribbean, islands of the Caribbean, well, I might need to ask some more questions because, again, the Bahamas is basically covered for almost every policy out there, but Puerto Rico might not be, or Turks and Caicos might not be. And so um, some carriers provide coverage for the whole islands of the Caribbean. Some stop at the Bahamas. And so that's an area where, again, those carriers aren't charging more for you to take your airplane to, to take again, Puerto Rico or Turks and Caicos or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, whatever the case is. So, but we just need to make sure that it's covered wherever you're going. You're trying to uh, just uh, tailor the fit of the policy right. to the pilot, which makes sense. Right. You want him to, you want him to, you know, pay the proper amount or, you know, the least amount of money, but still get all the coverage that they need for the type of flying they do. Correct. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is come up short when you have a claim. I mean, you hope to never, ever make a claim, and that's what the insurance companies are hoping, too. True. Right. Uh, it's just like a runway. You never want to come up short. You know what I'm saying, right, Dennis? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, everyone does. All right, so we're going to talk about this, dive a little deeper into it, and uh, maybe come up with some ideas that you can take advantage of for your insurance policy on your aircraft. That's coming up next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Talk about soaring like a bird. What? Because we're as high as a bird, we're going twice as fast. Do me a favor, take the controls for a second, will you? <laughs> 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 This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, Law, and Captain Dennis, and our special guest, Parker. He uh, specializes in aircraft insurance. The company, once again, is Parker. What is it? Airspeed Insurance Agency. And the website you can go to and get your own quote on your aircraft is? Airspeedinsurance.com. There you go, airspeedinsurance.com. Now, we're kind of learning uh, as we go along with Parker, or maybe getting some tips for Captain Dennis. You know, he's he's a little grounded right now because his engine's being overhauled. So uh, Parker was telling us during the commercial break, like, hey, you know, you maybe you should have run into something there before you, you did this whole thing, and it might have been covered. No, no, that's he's <laughs> no, not, no, no, that's insurance he never fraud. said that. We don't want to do that. Our insurance broker <laughs> did not recommend that. He did not recommend it. We it was uh, wishful thinking on Dennis's part. He was like, hey, if this would have happened, and he's like, mm, I don't think that's how it works, Harry. And especially, you don't want to say that to me. Is that right, Parker? Did I paraphrase That's that correctly? Absolutely right. Okay, exactly. But uh, but if something would have happened, his engine could have been covered under his policy. If like I don't know what like, well, you can't like get a bird strike on your engine, can you? Well, there is such thing as getting a bird strike on your engine. Um, there is. However, okay. The insurance company is never going to pay to make things better for you. They're going to pay to get things back to where they were. Ah, and right. so. Let's take, for example, um, a gentleman I know was taxiing his aircraft at Oshkosh okay. and was being directed by a EAA volunteer and just happened to hit this hidden little ditch in the grass. Nobody mm. saw it. Yeah. Um, well, so he had a prop strike. Now, he, he was coming up at time for overhaul, so it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to have the engine torn down, which the insurance company was paying for, I might as well just go ahead and do the overhaul. Got it. And so they'll pay towards your overhaul, but they're never going to pay more than right. what they would have been out to just get the air, the engine disassembled and put back together. Got it. Yeah. You know, I recently just had a roof put on my home and uh, it was because we had hail damage. So, you know, the insurance company did cover a lot of it, but they didn't cover absolutely all of it. But, you know, we were, it was like, it was to the point where, well, he might as well go ahead and get a new roof for the money that we're going to get for the damage. So it's right. a similar type of thing, I guess, right? Pretty much. Okay. Correct. All right. So now, uh, if something like that were to happen, um, that potentially could affect me down the road come renewal time or if we were to try to shop to other carriers because now I have a claim history, right? Right. So most carriers uh, are not going to offer you a quote if there's an open claim with another company. So that's the first part of this. The next part of this is how severe was the claim and how long ago did it happen? Most carriers require that we 
report losses that occurred within the previous five years. And uh, most of them generally give for something that's not your fault. Um, they're, they're probably going to wait about two years before quoting again, maybe three uh, for something that is pilot error. You're looking at probably two to five years before they're going to be willing to quote again. And yeah. a lot of that's going to be dependent on, have you made uh, changes to your flying? Are you flying more? Are you getting recurrent training or have your pilot stats basically kind of stayed the same and haven't showed any commitment to improvement? They're probably going to shy away from something like that. Sure. But if it was something that was beyond your control, uh, that's not going to penalize you too much compared no, to obviously. Bad. Yeah. They're still in this hardening market. Um, and I say hardening, it's, I hope, just about reached the crest of how difficult the market is right now. But overall, there's still the insurance companies do like a buffer. They, regardless of the at fault nature of the loss, they do like a buffer of one to two years for a light piston aircraft. And then after that, things do start returning to normal pretty quickly as, yeah. as long as it wasn't ter- a terribly negligent risk. Got it. Now, Dennis uh, is in Florida. And we are in hurricane season. Does that affect uh, someone like him as an aviator uh, compared well, to other plates so in the Dennis's country? Policy uh, offers hurricane relocation expense, and his particular policy will cover fifty percent of his costs to relocate his aircraft out of an area where a hurricane watch has been issued. Mm-hmm. So, if there's a hurricane watch where he keeps his aircraft. He can hire a pilot. He can get fuel expenses paid for. He can get his own hotel expenses paid for, airline tickets to return back home or to go retrieve the airplane again. And that's limited to, uh, in his policy, $500 for any one hurricane, 50% of the costs up to $500 uh, paid by the insurance company. And it's limited to $1,000 per year. Different companies structure differently. Some will pay up, you know, a hundred percent of the costs up to five hundred dollars, but you know may have a different limit on the total hurricanes covered. So sure. each carrier, uh, that's something to discuss with your agent is what do I have for this particular thing for my geographic region? Well, and that's what I'm wondering: is Florida and the southeast, uh, you know, water uh, states like that along the oceans. Uh, are they penalized a little bit compared to the rest of the country because of that? Or does, well, looking other at my factors? history, um, my rates actually went down moving to Florida. So really? apparently, the snow and cold in Minnesota <laughs> has a uh, impact on the insurance rates as well because you're likely to hit things like snow banks and icy runways, and- or less months to fly. Uh, just because well, weather keeps you grounded a little Dennis, bit more, or what do you think? No, Dennis, I think in that case, it was actually your son's improvement in his pilot time. Ah, there we go. That. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you want to be able to charge him the same amount you did uh, when he was up there. Is that right, Dennis? You don't want to <laughs> want that uh, to get out. Yeah, no. No. What really happens um, is this is underwriter dependent or underwriter specific. In fact, I just. Uh, Talked to a guy that moved his area. He was one of my clients. He he was moving his airplane from Pennsylvania down to Florida. And due to state regulations, we actually had to rewrite the policy onto a, a brand new policy. And the rates were exactly the same. Hmm. Uh, despite the change in base, uh, going to Florida, it didn't change anything. There are some carriers that do provide uh, or do charge a surcharge for Florida. So each carrier is different. 
Um, some look at those things specifically, some do not, and they just rate the whole country the same. So in, in uh, general, though, there's there's not a geographic issue, depending on where you're flying, that might make it more no. expensive. As far as cost, no, the bigger things are if we're starting to talk outside of the United States. Right. There are certain things to keep in mind, but, you know, again, most policies are going to cover Mexico, Canada, Bahamas. Many times the islands of the Caribbean will be covered. Dennis, you're good to go. I love it. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Level her off. Good job. You hear that flawless? It makes sense. This is second nature. I've logged a lot of remote control hours. Gus, what would you say is harder, RC or the real thing? The real thing. Tough call. I'm flying across the ocean. Back home to the one that I love. So this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And we have uh, Parker. Our insurance, you know, aircraft insurance uh, guru, I guess. You've just been promoted. You like that, uh, Parker? You like being a guru or you would you prefer Grand Poobah of uh, aircraft insurance? Uh, whatever you want to call me. Okay. Oh. He's like me. I answer to a lot of four-letter words other than Greg. So you know, uh, I'm the chief robocall answer at this shop. Yeah. Um, I'm there the, you, you know, president. Um Whatever I need to be on that particular moment. There you go. He's the whole show. And uh, once again, if you want to connect with Parker and uh, find out more, you know, specific insurance questions about your aircraft, the website to uh, contact you is how Parker. What what is it again? Uh, Airspeedinsurance.com. There you go. All right. So Dennis is having his engine overhauled right now. Uh, having a, he had his uh, prop uh, worked on the new hoses. I mean, he, so many upgrades. It's crazy. What's happening to his Mooney 201. Uh, when, when you get this thing back, you figure, uh, Dennis, it's going to be at least double in value uh, as far as market, you think? 
or what? I don't think double, but uh, it's definitely going to be worth more than what I'm insuring it for right now because you know, adding that new engine and the prop overhaul certainly adds to the value mm-hmm. um, if I was to try to replace it. And one thing that you don't want, and maybe uh, this is probably better for Parker, but you don't want to have it underinsured because then the insurance company may wind up totaling it out because they'll get out cheaper than if they were to fix it and get it back to where I had it with right. the newly overhauled engine. Mm-hmm. So what do you do, Parker, in that case? Do, does he need well, to increase limits or make changes in the policy or what? So this is where policy expertise is really important. Uh, on Dennis's policy, he's going to have a 30-day window where he can report increases to his aircraft's value. Um and if he agrees to pay the premium, the insurance company will backdate that increased amount of coverage by up to 30 days. Now, he has a, there's a certain limit. Some policies, they'll allow you to increase the value by 10%. Some may have a specific dollar amount. Some may say 25%. Um, you got to, of course, document everything. But uh, the best thing to do is, um, one, read your policy or to ask your agent questions about the policy. But really, just call your agent, ask for a quote to increase the value. Basically, you want to do it as soon as you're about to write the check for the down payment on whatever whatever the upgrade is, the overhaul, uh, the additional equipment that you're buying, basically so that your interests in that new equipment are immediately covered. Got it. Okay. And that way uh, you'll be properly covered if anything happens and your investment in the new overhaul, prop, all this other stuff, uh, you'll have some coverage in that regard, right? Correct. So in uh, your case, Dennis, um, it's going to be a substantial increase, I guess, right? Um, You know, it's going to be at least the value of the engine overhaul itself that's going to increase the hull value. Mm Because when I bought this airplane, the engine was pretty close to the end of its useful life, and the airplane was priced appropriately to reflect that. And then we we upgraded it, put all the new Avidyne and Apario avionics in it, which, you know, increased the hull value. And so then I added that to the insurance. But now, you know, now with the new engine, that there's going to be that another bump going on. So I guess based on what you just told me, Parker, um, I'm notifying you now that we need to have a discussion. <laughs> you are hereby notified. Uh, because I did put the deposit <laughs> down, but I was assuming that I wouldn't need to worry about that until you know the engine delivery. was actually created up and because it's going to be down for probably another six weeks while while it's being worked on and parts are being shipped, et cetera. So it looks like I gotta get in with you now on that thirty day window. Is that true, Parker? Yeah, we can talk about that and uh, it's not going to be that much more in premium. One thing to keep in mind, uh, just for for the sake of this discussion, every aircraft, the first, say, $50,000 of the aircraft is more expensive to insure than the next $50,000. And that $50,000 chunk is less to insure or is more to insure than the next $50,000 chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, insurance companies have to get a certain amount of premium in to pay for just the overall cost of doing business, uh, a claim setting up a file costs the same, whether it's a Cessna 150 or a Piper Malibu. And um, so, you know, the cost to increase the value for your airplane, it's going to be incrementally less than the, 
the base value that, that, that we've got the aircraft insured for now. Got it. And as far as how you initially set up your uh, insurance coverage for your aircraft, I mean, does the airplane have to go through an official appraisal process or do you guys do that when you're initially writing up the policy or what? Yeah. So in the case, and you know, we're talking here, pleasure and business aircraft, we also insure commercial use aircraft. We can insure ag aircraft, corporate profile aircraft, but for your typical GA aircraft owner, basically you give us the year, make, and model of the aircraft, and each insurance company has a certain range that they will quote that aircraft in for value without asking any questions. Yeah. Then if you go outside that amount, say it's more than 50% over the blue book value or maybe even 30% lower than the blue book value, then they're going to ask for substantiation on why they should insure the aircraft for that amount. Got it. Um, because again, underinsuring, there's cases where someone will say, yeah, I've got this $50,000 airplane. I put this amount of avionics back into it, but I'm not really worried about that. You know, I can always, you know, uh, underinsure. And the reality is, a small with a small amount of damage, the insurance company might be looking at that and saying, "Well, I've got a much better salvage opportunity here than I actually do to repair this airplane." Right. And so yeah. they're going to take whatever is in their best interest. And yes, they're they're not entirely rigid, but there is a certain point where they've got to do what makes sense for for the business deal they've reached with the client. No, I didn't even know that. And Dennis, back me up if you do. Um, so is there like a Kelly Blue Book uh, thing for aircraft, just like there is for cars or what? Parker? So most aircraft insurance companies use Aircraft Blue Book. Okay. Uh, however, they're always open to third-party appraisals that the owner provides. They're mm-hmm. open to uh, using VREF. And if you're an AOPA member, you can use the the VREF software and it gives you a, it's not a formal appraisal signed by a formal aircraft certified aircraft appraiser, but it's substantiation that we can use. And most insurance companies are, are very with proper documentation. They're not terribly rigid on enforcing absolute down to the penny blue book numbers. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, I, you know, I didn't know that Um, I'm learning stuff. Uh, today, uh, even though I don't have an aircraft to insure at the moment, but uh, I guess it's good to know what Dennis is, uh, has to deal with. And it actually makes me feel pretty good about the whole situation. It sounds like uh, this won't be a major problem for you, Dennis. I mean, I don't no, know if you thought won't. it would. And if, if you picked up one thing from the discussion here, it is know, you know having a good relationship with your agent um, is probably key to having a good success with aircraft insurance. This is now the third agent I've worked with, and this is now coming up on our, our second year together. And I've already had a better experience uh, with Parker than I've had with the previous two agents. And he's taken the time to understand how I'm using the airplane, what I'm doing with it. He understands the airplane. And you can see how that really pays dividends when it comes time to shopping the policy and making changes to that and servicing it. Uh, it's been a terrific relationship and I hope to have many, many more years. Well, it's much more detailed than it is with your car or even your home, it sounds like to me. So it's good stuff. And we got more coming up on uh, aircraft insurance next on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just 
Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. All of a sudden, here comes my pilot, and oh, God. These guys are that cool, you just want to slug them. It's just not fair. They got the good hair, the good chin, they got that eyebrow that's always cocked. Nobody ever asks a pilot, what do you do for a living? Because they're like, what the hell do you think I do? Look at my eyebrow. And he is so cool. He goes, Bill relax. I've been flying for 20 years and I've only had to eject three times. Everything went great. You bragging about that? He goes, I'm just kidding. I've never had to eject. Oh, (laughs) lucky me, I got the funny pilot. (laughs) What kind of sick joke is that? This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor co-pilot, that's me along. Captain Dennis and Parker with, uh, you know, the insurance company for your aircraft. And the website to connect with them is, once again, Parker, get it out there. I want to make sure you get plenty. Airspeedinsurance.com. Airspeedinsurance.com. I just want to make sure he gets that plug in there because he's been helping us out quite a bit and uh, educating us uh, to a new level. And uh, just in the nick of time. As Captain Dennis gets his engine overhauled and all these upgrades and things, he wants to be properly uh, covered when he gets his aircraft back here in a few weeks. So uh, maybe you're picking up a few things uh, listening today, too. And uh, once again, if not, if you need more specific things, just go to Parker's website and he'll hook you up uh, directly and uh, make sure you're uh, squared as well. Now, during the commercial break, Parker's telling Dennis, like, maybe we should talk about uh, what this specifically means i mean of course if you have an incident uh it's going to cover the repair of your aircraft and and any other stuff that you run into maybe if that ends up being part of the deal but it goes way beyond that when you uh, get a policy for your aircraft is that right parker right so the there's different segments to an aircraft insurance policy just like there are to your auto or home policy Uh, one of the biggest values in buying aircraft insurance is that the insurance company has the right and obligation to defend you for liability claims um, until a settlement is reached, a judgment is reached, or the policy limit is exhausted. And so um, think of it this way. A lot of people even consider flying uninsured. And the reality is, if there ever is an incident, even a small one where, say, you uh, clip a taxiway light or um, clip your wingtip on a vehicle, do you want to be paying an attorney two, three, four, five hundred dollars an hour to uh, defend you, or do you want the insurance company to foot that bill? And mm. the cost to defend you isn't even included within, say, your million-dollar liability. And so they can really be providing, in a worst-case scenario, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of legal defense, uh, in addition to the liability limit you have that'll pay out for you. Wow. Yeah, and that is uh, extremely important. I didn't even think about this 
either. So you're, are you saying that aircraft insurance is not required or does it depend state to state or what? Most, uh, there's only a handful of states and I'd have to get the list, but there's only a handful of states that require it for aircraft uh, owners and operators within their borders. Most In most states, it's not required. Wow. Um, See, I didn't know that either. That that kind of scares me a bit. I would have thought that you would have to have some kind of liability insurance coverage, or or does it fall back potentially on a homeowner's uh, policy or something? No. No, nothing, huh? So most homeowner's policies um, are, and, and your umbrella policy on top of that, are going to exclude liability coverage for when you are operating as pilot in command of an aircraft. Mm. Now, if you were to charter an airplane or you had a, you know, employee of yours that was flying for you, there are certain cases where the liability would be covered under um, a non-aviation specific policy uh, that happens you know, in the commercial insurance world sometimes with companies that charter an airplane or something like that. But right. uh, generally speaking, your homeowner's policy is going to provide no value to uh, to your aviation-specific risks. Yeah. So if you have an incident in your aircraft and it affects anyone else, you're open up, uh, you open yourself up to major financial ruin, potentially, if you don't have some coverage, I would imagine. Correct. And one thing that's important to remember, insurance companies are very good at defending and negotiating on your behalf. And so most of the time where there is a bodily injury or a property damage claim, these things are settled outside of court. Um, Again, because of the services that the insurance company is providing. There you go. Dennis, uh, Has uh, have you ever considered not having insurance? I don't think so. Have you? No. um, There's just too much at risk. I mean, I've I could lose my house and I don't want to put my wife and kids out in the street just because of, you know, some eager attorney decides to sue me and it doesn't, wouldn't take long to bankrupt me at $400 an hour for, you know, to try to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want that. Uh, yeah, but, but like I said, once again, we learned something else. I, I thought you had to have uh, insurance to operate an aircraft, but I guess it just depends on what kind of risk you're willing to take. Is that, that's the case, right? Parker? Yep, that's huh. that's pretty much it. It's uh, again, I, I would never advise not doing it. Right. And on the so even on the physical damage side of this, here's where some of the values. So some people say, yeah, I, I want liability coverage because I really need that million or two million dollars or more yeah. of a defense. I don't want to be but, sued and and put out on the street. Right. But let's think about it this way. There's a lot of people that are flying that can afford to replace their thirty, fifty, hundred, even two hundred fifty thousand dollar airplane, mm-hmm. and they say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go liability only." But think of insurance more as, in addition to indemnifying you, which means making you whole again. They're also providing a service. If you land off airport, you've got a damaged airplane. Do you want to be the one responsible? And, it, and let's say it's really badly damaged. Do you want to be the one responsible for the disassembly, transport? And then you're all of a sudden in the parts sales business getting rid of your mangled airplane. Right. Or do you really just want a check from the insurance company? And so think about that. If, if you're looking at your physical damage premium and you're saying, gosh, I don't know if this is worth the physical damage coverage at $900 a year or whatever I'm paying this year mm-hmm. or even $5,000 this year. Well, is there a little bit in me that says, I don't want to deal with this 
if this becomes an issue where my airplane can never fly again, or if I've got to transport it, I'd rather have the insurance company that has the people on call to do this. Yeah, there are a ton of unknowns uh, that I would turn me off of it uh, immediately. I'd have to find a way to get uh, a policy to cover it. And, and that's just me because I know how I am. <laughs> I, sure as, I wouldn't know the first thing to do as far as scrapping my aircraft that I, I wrecked or something like that or uh, dealing with there's so so many unknowns there. It would drive you nuts. But even more importantly, what if you set it down, you know, had an engine failure and you set it down and walked away from it, didn't damage the airplane, but it's out in the middle of the Everglades. How are you going to get it out of there? My policy provides up to $25,000 to transport the airplane and get it back to someplace. It also provides a similar amount of coverage to protect the airplane. So if it does have an incident, they're, they're going to pay to shelter it and cover it, you know, temporary hangar storage, all sorts of things like that. To me, it's a trivial amount of money to pay for that sort of peace of mind knowing that my investment in that mooney is protected well and you yeah. say if you were to ditch something down in the everglades uh, you think well it's it's they're going to come after you for that the feds are going to come after you know some environmental impact issue or something like that too so uh you it, it didn't like you could ditch your plane and just forget about it and just abandon it anyway am i right parker they'd they'd find a way Right. That's that's pretty much correct. And that's yeah. where, again, you want the resources of someone with a lot bigger pockets than you have on this. And Dennis, you're actually you've clearly read your policy. However, you actually have up to the value of your airplane to disassemble and transport it. Um, that twenty five thousand dollar limit is the lowest limit that they'll provide. And that's in the case of, say, you've got a ten thousand dollar Cessna 150. What do you say, like Dennis? You don't want to test that limit? See how far you can nope. push it? Oh, OK. But you Just see checking. why I have Parker? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, don't read all of it. I saw twenty five thousand. Yeah. And OK, I'm covered. Good. All right. Now, you know, that's a big deal. The bottom line, more is better, I think. And I think we will just wrap it up with that. Uh, Great stuff, Parker. Appreciate it. And just remember, as always, there's no better high than learning to learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 